Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Fish Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Aaron. And this week, we're going into Luke chapter 8 and talking about the parable of the sower and the reason for parables. That's right, Two Fish community. We're back for another week. We're diving into the Bible, going through it verse by verse, talking it out. This is our challenge to you. Sit down with a friend. Yeah. Talk it out. Don't just read it by yourself. Try and share that knowledge. Get to get to know your buddy better. Get to know the Bible better and dive into this thing we call Christianity. It's this old ancient saying, Bible study. <laughs> Goes back 2,000 years. Yeah. 2,000 years ago, we had Jesus and he was hanging out with his disciples and others here in Luke chapter 8. And we're going to start in verse 4. My heading says the parable of the sower which I believe is his very first parable as he begins this, let's say, second half of his ministry. The first half he spent with the Jews trying to get Israel to, hey, I'm the Messiah, and then they rejected him, and he said, all right, then I'm not going to give you the answers anymore. You're going to have to figure them out yourself. And those that do figure them out are the ones that, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll get to that. Let's start then Luke chapter 8, verse 4. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up with it choked plants. Still, other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that Through seeing, they may not see. Through hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but also they go on their way. They are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by preserving, produce a crop. Well, there you go. Aaron selfishly read the whole thing without me. I did, didn't I? (laughs) So let's go back up here, I guess, to verse 4. And when a great crowd was gathered and the people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable. So that first verse is basically saying, I'm going to tell you a story. And the definition of a parable is? As a short, fictitious story that illustrates a moral attitude or a religious principle. And I know I've said this on this show before. I wish Jesus wouldn't have done parables. It makes it confusing. And maybe I fall under one of these categories that I probably shouldn't be. I don't know. We'll find out. But 
He starts this parable, the parable of the sower. Verse five, a sower went out. Yours said a farmer. I like that better. Went out to sow his seed and he sowed. Some fell among the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds in the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. So those those first two are not great. We live in a pretty big farming community, lots of farmers. I doubt any of these farmers are going out and putting their crops on hard dirt paths or among a bunch of rocks. No, they're they're removing the hard dirt and they're <laughs> removing the rocks. Like yeah. you, you can drive around and you see rock piles or you see rocks on the side of the road for sale. You see them taking those items out of their fields. Yeah, it's not good for growing anything. And verse 7, And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So there, finally, we have a good soil. Some of the seed that the farmer threw landed in some good, I always think of the black dirt, that real black dirt, super rich in nutrients. Man, that corn and those soybeans are going to grow. Yeah. Knee high by the 4th of July, baby. (laughs) That's a saying that has been blown out of the water for years. It's like head high by the 4th of July anymore. It grows so fast. It's that GMO corn. (laughs) (laughs) We got that good stuff. So right there, he says this, as it says in verse four, he says this to all the people, town after town that came out to him. So Jesus is throwing these words out, kind of like this farmer is with seed. He's throwing it out to everybody. So in this parable, the seed, if we're going to relate it to us and we're going to relate it to Jesus in our own lives here, the seed is the word of God. And Jesus is chucking out this the word of God. He's throwing it to everybody, town after town. The people in the crowd then are going to be the people receiving the word of God. And those people are going to be these different kinds of soil and these different kinds of places where the seed, the word of God, is going to fall. And Jesus is saying, let's talk about these people that you're going to be throwing this word out. Oh, that's a really good analogy. He, Jesus is on a world tour, right? Yeah. Like, picture it as a concert, and he's up there just throwing throwing truth out right and some are gonna receive it and some basically aren't as we're gonna dive into now let's continue verse nine and when his disciples asked him what this parable meant so now it's not him yelling out to the crowd it's him with his small group of people his disciples his followers closest followers and they say what what does this mean and jesus says to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of god but for others They are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. This verse here is basically how we ended up diving into this parable because if you listen to our previous episode, we came back to this because at that point in 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter's approaching the end of his life and he's telling everybody, look, I have been blessed with being able to see the secrets of the kingdom of God. I've been blessed with firsthand knowledge from Jesus. I was able to walk and see the miracles and and be there. I was on the Mount of Olives. All these things I was a firsthand witness to. But you and I, we don't have that firsthand knowledge. We're getting knowledge through the Bible and from God, and it's 2,000 years later. Um, so Jesus is telling these stories 
to help relate to us because we don't get that firsthand knowledge. Yeah, Peter says, I'm a trusted and reliable source because right here in verse 10, to you it has been given the secrets of the kingdom of God. And Peter says, man, I was there. That was me. I was the one beside him. But to the rest of us who are getting the word thrown at us, to the rest of the people in town to town, it says, um, we're going to find out who those people are. And he's going to relate those people kind of like the ground that the farmers is planting. In the second half of this, it points back to Isaiah 6, 9. Through seeing, they may not see. Through hearing, they may not understand. If you go read Isaiah 6, 9, and once again, I'm in the NIV version. He said, go and tell this people, be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. So Jesus kind of point, he's pointing back to Isaiah 6, 9. This is what Isaiah prophesied. This is what I'm telling you is happening right now. And this is the parable I'm going to give to demonstrate that I'm here. I'm here in this moment, as Nick described, and I am throwing out my father's words that he has given to me. And I'm here in this moment, and this is the portion of scripture I'm fulfilling. And there are going to be people out here that my truth, my word are going to fall on. They're not going to receive it. They're not going to consume it the correct way because they're on rocky ground. They're amongst thorns. Yeah, their hearts aren't ready. Right. Verse 11, he says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. We already talked about that. The one along the path are those who have heard. The devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. So these are people that have heard the word of God. Everyone's, everyone in the store here is going to hear the word of God because Jesus is throwing it out. We're supposed to be throwing it out. And when someone hears it, that's them. But obviously a hard path, you can't even like, I know some ground is hard to even dig on because it's been pounded so flat from walking or from equipment. It's not getting in. Right. It's immediately snatched up by the devil. Yeah. You, you share the word with that guy. He's got a hardened heart. It's immediately snatched up by the devil in one ear, out the other. Yeah. I listened to a great example today on this exact um, one here. And the guy said, this could be anything from an inconvenience. Like in those moments where you're sharing the word of God or you're, you're working in someone's life, all of a sudden there's an inc- the phone rings and it takes you away and the conversation doesn't end the baby's crying or something and the conversation gets ended. That's the devil using other things to stop you as a Christian, as the person throwing the seed of the word of God. And it stops that person from that seed getting into their heart. They hear it. It's just anything could be a distraction that takes away from that moment of them receiving it. Firsthand knowledge of this situation. I've been serving at a ministry and literally I felt like the devil didn't want me there and I was getting phone calls. You're not really supposed to have your phone at this thing I was at, but the position I had, you basically you got to have your phone because you're communicating with three different people, three different groups of people okay. that are in three different parts of the building. And my family's basically blowing me up. Well, the heat quit working at my house for like no good reason. And I was in a moment, like, I'm just like, I'm not supposed to leave. Like, there something wants me to leave, but I'm not supposed to leave. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel like I'm supposed to go, but man, my phone just kept blowing up, blowing up and blowing up. And I finally like a random 
friend came out of the room and was like, he just immediately turned and looked at me. He's like, Hey, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I got like all this going on. He's like, God told me to get up and come out here and talk to you. Well, then we need to pray. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, or the devil's telling me to leave. God's telling me not to leave. And like, we prayed and like reached out to my wife. I was like, Hey, go, go get a hotel room. Go stay somewhere else. It's not cold enough that our house is going to freeze and yeah. like pipes are going to burst. But it was that distraction. It's that very thing. The devil's trying to pull that yeah. person out of the moment. It's good. Jesus continues, verse 13, and the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no roots. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. You know what this makes me think of is the episode we just did with the 10 brides okay showing yeah. showing up with not enough oil right you're not prepared for it. you received god's word but you didn't do anything with it yeah you received it with joy but you didn't go any further you got a little bit of oil and you're not doing anything to add to your stockpile of oil yeah or when god calls you to move in a direction that's hard to use some of that oil for other people you're all of a sudden you're saying, Whoa, I didn't I didn't sign up for this. I didn't realize Christianity was gonna be hard. Well, obviously you didn't read your Bible, but I didn't realize that it was gonna take so much work or I was gonna have to live live a different life than I was. I thought just, you know, I accepted Jesus and grace covers all. You know what I mean? I, I didn't realize that I'm out. This is too much for me. It's that person. They receive it, they love it, maybe they sit in church, but it's not penetrating. It's not taking root. They're just drinking the milk. They're not getting the food of the word of God. And then they drift away when things get hard or when, or when one of those distractions come, let's go back to the last person. This person says, this is hard. I, I need to go in another direction to take care of these other things. Yeah. The, the last half of that, but in the time of testing, they fall away. Yeah. Verse 14, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. I think this one is a time thing for me when I'm when I'm reading this. I think of you know cares and riches, you know, making sure we're saving, making sure we're taking care of the house, making sure we're taking care of the kids. Like all these things start piling up in our lives, and pretty soon we're not doing anything to further the kingdom. We're not doing anything to throw more seed because as we read earlier, and as we'll read here in a second, the good soil produces a crop that produces a hundredfold, a hundred times more. So as we get, as we grow, we should be throwing that, throwing more of the word of God out. And I think for me, as I think of this third scenario here, the cares and the riches and pleasures of life take up my time and take up my resources where I'm not able to produce the fruit to continue it on. No, I like that. And I, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about like our 401k here in America. We're constantly worried about that retirement fund, right? Am I going to have enough to retire? Am I going to have enough to retire? We work our butts off for age 65 when you're half crippled and then we want to <laughs> retire, right? Yeah. Like what could we do with some of that? That is kingdom work, right? When we hit retirement, what kind of kingdom work are we going to do? Or instead of putting all your money in a 401k, can you be using some of that now to bless bless others and, and grow the kingdom of God? Um, the other thing I thought of with this is idols. 
we have those idols in our life, right? What what are you putting above God? Are you putting your marriage above God? Are you putting your your four hundred one k above God? Your weekend activity? Um, maybe it's your drinking habit. Maybe you know any of those things that you can call an idol. I think are those thorns in our life. Paul talked about having a, a constant thorn in the side, right? We we all have those, but we can't let it get above the level of respect that we have for God. Yeah, we can't allow it to gain so much where it's choking out what God wants to do in our lives and through us. In verse 15, this final person, as for that good soil, they are those who hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. So that's that person again, all the way up at the beginning of this parable, when Jesus originally tells it a hundredfold, it's that person that's receiving the word, maybe whether it's through church or through actually reading the scripture, or even through the two fish podcast here as we're going through this, you're receiving it, you're retaining it. You're not, and you're not just a hearer of the word. You're also a doer. You mature in your faith. You gain more knowledge. It's not just the milk. It's the food. It's the meat that we need as Christians. So that one seed produces a stalk of corn that produces more seeds that can then be planted and more and more and more. One seed produces all. I mean, that's the way Christianity is designed to work. That's where God is designing to work. He wants us to throw that seed out there. He wants us to throw that word of God out there. Not easy to do always. You go back to those moments where we're distracted or the devil takes an an opportunity away. It's not going to be necessarily easy all the time, but we should be constantly trying to throw the seed as much as we can. Cause here's the other thing that farmer isn't just throwing it farmers around our area. They're going to throw it only in that good area. Like you said, they're going to remove the bad stuff out to make sure they get a good crop. The farmer in this story is throwing it everywhere as much as he can all over the place, hoping that as many people as possible will grab onto that seed and grow to a hundredfold. You just painted that picture like a whole new way for me. Really? With from like seeds to this this whole parable. If you, if you look at seeds of a crop, they function the same way. If you go out in the wild and there's a flower that blooms, it's got so many seeds on it, a couple of them are going to fall, but you're only going to get a couple of plants because yeah. it's got to get buried down in that soil somehow, either by rain or another animal picking it up and plucking it in the ground like a like a walnut a squirrel comes along grabs a walnut buries it well a tree grows that squirrel forgets where that walnut was right like it has a chance to grow then it does not have a chance to grow if it just stays on top of the ground yeah but that 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 is our challenge like we got to throw out god's word to as many people as we can but you also have to be rooted in pretty good soil yourself so that you can retain god's word and share god's word and that you're not being a false teacher by sharing things that just aren't true to Christianity. And I think the other thing is, with this farmer, if we're going to put ourselves as the farmer here a second, we're supposed to grow and throw out our own seed. We don't know. When we look at someone, we don't know what kind of soil they are. The farmer doesn't know as he's chucking as much seed as he can. He doesn't know where that seed's going to fall. He's just chucking it, hoping as much of it grows as possible. I don't know that when I speak truth into someone's life, where they are in their walk with Jesus or where they are in their walk of life, when truth is inserted in that person's life, they I don't know which one of these soils yet they're at. I just got to throw the seed and 
And one of those people is going to be the good soil and it's going to get down in there and it's going to be the right time. The Bible says we may not always see the harvest. Maybe someone else that harvests the, the harvest, but we're planting seeds as many as we can. So I guess as we leave this week, a couple of things I guess we can think about here is what kind of soil are you? You say you're a Christian, but are you one of those Christians that's going to fall away as soon as it gets rough and hard? Or maybe you're randomly hearing this. You randomly came across this podcast, and this is the first time you're hearing stuff like this. Hopefully your internet didn't get cut out, and you made it through the end of this episode, and the seed actually got in there, and you could move on, and you're not that person who's the hard, trampled ground that can't grow anything. So I think what kind of soil are you yourselves, and are you throwing as much seed out as possible so that some of that is going to end up in good soil? I love it. I think that's a great challenge for us this week. Go out and and share the word of God and share the Two Fish podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed this episode, hit those like and subscribe buttons. Also head over to twofishpodcast.com to join the rest of the Two Fish community and all of our social media platforms.